Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. Utley, thank you for coming on the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your first time here, right? It is. Yes, it's my first time, Dr. Dave. I'm super excited to be here and, and uh, that you, I feel honored you asked me. Hey, hey, you and I have, have spent, what, a year and a half working together, delivering some cool stuff. And, yeah. you know, you and I have been doing some generative leadership, you know, activities together, right? Even with building, you know, um, a cohort course together, which was really cool. Um, yeah. So I, I just want to always just acknowledge you and say like, hey, you know what? The way you treat people, the way you make people feel, and I know you hear this. Um, it, it really matters, right? It makes a big difference. So, you know, kudos to you for being generative in the way you approach other human beings. Yeah, man. Humble. Thank you. Thanks. So let's just jump in. Let's jump in, you know, since we know each other and, you know, we don't have to go through a lot of formalities. Um, and so when we talk about generative leadership and you and I've had these conversations, right? You know, how does that differ from traditional leadership styles? Like, transactional leader oh man it's like as different as daylight to darkness right they're like so opposite poles that it, it's i mean that's all i can really explain it is is um you know where you've got this traditional mindset which for the last couple hundred years of the industrial uh revolution is kind of how things happen right and it was just someone at the top saying do this do it this way by this time um, or else, right? And um, those leaders typically, if they had, you know, stockholders or whatever, they were, you know, they're obligated to obviously turn the profit and make that happen. And that's their number one priority. Uh, whereas generative leadership comes from a whole different place, you know, um, which we're going to unpack here, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I, those transactional leaders, um those authoritarians who sometimes want to tell us what to do, how to do it, what's best for us um, in the workplace, um, and, and some people not in the workplace. But let's, in practical terms, what does it look like when a leader practice generative leadership daily? What do you look like, Ed? Well, I, <laughs> I would love to take the emphasis off of Ed and just say I'm super thankful for some of the mentors that I've had uh, in my career um, through the different um, uh, industries that I've had a privilege to, to be a part of. Um, and those generative leaders that I've had a chance to, to learn from, be mentored by, they were people that, that they weren't these up and down roller coasters. You're not sure who you're going to get that day, right? Are you going to get the, the evil, vindictive leader? Are you going to get the one that changes priorities every other day? Are you going to get that person that's, that's, that's got you? You, they understand you, right? It's the kind of person that not only are they visionary, but they deeply care about the people. They don't look at you're an employee. They say, hey, you're an invested part of this. We're doing this thing together. They might be out front is the title and, and have that thing, but you definitely feel like you're part of it. You feel like you're, you're in that place moving with them. And that leader has that ability to, to set that to set that of how they lead and how they treat the people. And people feel, you know, they feel like they, like they matter, like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And that makes a huge difference. At least from what 
I've experienced and seen you know, through my career. Yeah, and, and it does matter, right, in, in terms of feeling like you know, people see you and they value you and they welcome you into, you know, your workspace in the work that you're doing uh, for the organization and for your teams. So, you know, generative leadership, is it takes work. Um, it's not something that's easy to do. So what are some challenges um, that that people experience when they're they're going through this journey of maybe they're transitioning into being a generative leader? Oh man, it's um here again, I think that you're gonna plan on unpacking this over a time period, but it's it's such a it starts with this mindset, right? And, and it's, it's about really as a person trying to kind of like look inside yourself and say, as a leader, what do I see myself as? What's important to me? What's valuable beyond just making money and a profit? Where do I see myself fitting into this bigger place that we call planet Earth that, you know, a bunch, several billion of us all share together? And where's my place in, in making this a better thing than I found it as, right? Where can I play my part in that? So I think it starts with this inside reflection on yourself. And then starting to look outward and say, okay, now how can I, so maybe I seek out people that are doing that thing, leaders that have, that have already set that trail for me that I can learn from, um, you know, ask, get coached. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, because I would think is, is the way leaders are today and a lot of them get ousted out of places because they didn't hit a certain objective or whatever. Um, it's trying to find that balance. And, and, and Dr. Dave, as you know, with the, the different experiences you and I have had working in different companies, there's, the, you know, everybody says they've got this culture. And then you and I have gotten into these places where it's like, oh, wow, they say this thing, but they're really not doing this thing, right? And, and in a lot of places, I can see it being very hard for, for those leaders to really uh, be able to do that just because maybe they're being held by a board of directors that that uh, aren't giving them much room to be able to focus on other things besides just turning the profit. Um, did, was that, was I off on that or? No, no, that, that's great because, you know, to follow up is, is that when things, when, when the train is coming off the tracks, right, hmm. the wheels are coming off the tracks, you know, that's where you start to see sometimes people, uh, start shifting from this generative way of leading and and falling back into being transactional falling back into being authoritarian um and and so th that's a challenge right and it's those leaders who are able to push through who, who stand you know with the wind blowing in their faces and you know and, and everyone is going abandon abandon and they're standing there no no i'm going to care for my people i'm going to help them to get better we're going to move things forward so nice share that's, that's, yeah Can yeah of course yeah there? brother so yeah. kind of a real life example um back in uh, 2020 when uh, this covid craziness hit the world and everything kind of shut down nobody had ever seen anything like this right We've been on this planet for a bit of time. We've never seen anything like this. And everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? Well, the organization I work for, uh, the, our CEO, uh, a guy named Curtis Height, you know, we had just, all of a sudden, all of our major customers were all these giant companies that were being effective, like, you know, like airlines and cruise world. I mean, just technology companies, all these things. And they're just stopping spending and all these things. And so instead of our leader coming and just being like, we just got to cut heads. 
he came out to, you know, a couple thousand old employees and started doing these weekly kind of like um, open conversations online because everybody was at home and just start saying, hey, here's what we're going to do. Very open, very honest. Um, we don't know, obviously don't have a crystal ball where this thing's going, but this is the things we're doing. This is what, and, and so much so that because of the vision he laid out and coming from heart is, is, is a good person, that a huge percentage of people inside of the company reached out to him and said, Curtis, cut my pay, cut my pay, take money out of what you guys pay me so that we can help these other people in the company that right now they just lost their billable job because I don't want to see them get cut. And it was such a huge outpouring, but it started, I think, because of where his heart was, which is we want to stay in business, obviously, yes, to continue to fight another day. But it was a place that he came from of genuineness and openness. And I think that that really kind of gave a lot of us at the time I'm building a house, Dr. Dave, as you remember, yeah, that's a really bad time to be building a house. I'd already started it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I might not have a job. We might not, you know. We might be under a bridge, whatever. But the case was, is because of the way he led from that place of generative leadership, it gave this peace. And it wasn't just a bunch of words. This was action that then followed up and, and it was powerful. It changed my life. And yeah, I remember you telling me that story. And I'm so glad that you're sharing it here uh, with our audience. Um, when, when we think about the organizations, how do organizations stand to benefit when leaders adopt a generative approach? Well, here again, I think it it changes everything because it, it comes from that person that starts with a base of trust, right? And trust is kind of the basic human element that all of us have to kind of form a thing on that we either trust or we fight or flight, right? Or, or we interact or we don't. Um, and so that leader building that trust, coming from heart, coming from these things, um, it, it changes the way I think then the way the culture runs, right? Because then they start to set up their leaders and, and less directing them and start including them as partners and respecting them that they have the abilities. And that just starts to trickle down, down to a lot of the places where, where you and I deal with Dr. Dave, which is around, you know, um, teams, um, you know, highly, you know, we're trying to build these high performing teams because that's, where, where work gets done and executed, that's kind of like the, obviously it's the most important part of a company, whatever it is, trying to build that product, right? And so having those people that are high performing, well, how do we get high performing? Well, it's a whole bunch of things, you know, but it's, it's, it, it's an alignment that they believe, they trust that they have the abilities and they've been given that room to succeed and leaders above them support them to do that, right? And that goes all the way up to the sea level. And, you know, that old saying, attitude reflects leadership. I think that's a huge place that, that, that is so powerful to me when we talk about generative leadership is, is that the people in all lines of the business, they feel like what they're a part of. They're not just, yeah, I'm just here for a paycheck. They're like here, heart and soul. They're, this thing's a part of them. They take it personal. It's not just, oh, I'm here for a job. And I think that's the whole difference uh, with a generative leader. And especially, and you and I have talked in the past about engagement of employees, right? And the problem there, and a half a trillion dollars a year is lost to companies that I think we've discussed because of employees feeling disengaged. And that goes, why do they feel disengaged? Well, maybe there's some leadership that, that's not generative. 
Yeah, I, I can completely concur with that. But also when we look at, you know, leaders having some levels of challenge to just to walk in this way, you know, how can leaders de- develop generative leadership skills? Because it takes work. It, it really does. It takes a lot of work to get there. So give me your insights on that. Ooh. How do they get there? Well, I think it, it comes from, you know, how they approach, you know, again, back to what is a leader, right? Is it, is it about giving directions or is it about helping people around them become better people, right? Investing in those people, um, you know, looking for building creativity in an organization, not just what they can offer. Um, it's providing some kind of grounding in, 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 in source of uh, those leaders. They become very aware and formed by, you know, just different things around the organizations without having to feel like they have to be in control of it. Right. And, you know, it's just that they're at ease with themselves. They know who they are. Um, they're not continually trying to get their own ego out there that they're the leader. It's, it's from a place of humility, right? It's that, uh, that leaders eat last. It's being comfortable saying that's servant leadership. I want to serve. I want my people to be taken care of. I want them to have everything they need to succeed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love the reference to Simon Sinek, you know, book, um, leaders eat last. That's, that's mm-hmm. a really, um, important perspective to take, but also you, you know, what are some tangible things that you've done to develop your generative leadership skills? Oh, that's been a journey of a lot of years. And, um, I don't know if I ever, even in the past, until you and I started, really, you started the one that started educating me and helped me understand, oh, generative, right? And, and, and coming from a place of abundance mindsets and things like that, which has which is, is changed. Another one of those things has changed my life and, and how you look at things as a leader. And I think it's starting to ask yourself those questions. You know, do I come from a place of seeing life is, is, is good and, and, and abundance? And do I see goodness in people? Or do I come from a place of scarcity where I see, you know, I got to get what's good for me. I got to take care of me first and then we'll see what's left for other people. Or I got to get to the top of the hill and I'll knock whoever I got to do to get to there. Um, I think it's me asking those questions of what kind of person am I and what kind of person do I want to become? Right. And, And I think that's for me, that's been the journey along the way in my 52 years is, is, is asking myself, am I the person I want to be? Am I becoming that person? Um, what things about myself could I do better? Right? It's it's having it's having friends like you that are able to speak into my life and and reflect. Hey, here's some blind spots you might want to think about. You know, not not out of making me feel bad, but actually helping me. Because yeah, I can only see one thing in the mirror. Right? I can't see. I need someone to help me with with these. I got a lot of blind spots. Yeah, it's just being that the honest, open transparency mm-hmm. that, that we all need. Um, as you're working with upcoming leaders, and I know you do work with them, you know, what advice would you give to to them to aspire them to be a generative leader? Well, I think it depends on the kind of the personality of that particular person, where if you're dealing with, uh, I've seen leaders where they're just like, hey, show me the data. Show me the data that says that if I become this thing, it's going to impact maybe my bottom line, right? And so there's those people that say, yeah, 
uh, businesses that have high trust, they're 24% more profitable because their people can innovate quicker and they can get things out to market faster versus companies that have low trust, you know, uh, take longer and it costs them more to get things to market. So those kind of people, you can come from that place and lay a case for why those things are important. There's other people where it's just like, hey, where can I begin? And maybe it's just with, well, here's some different books that could be helpful with Simon Sinek and some of the other great stuff out there that, uh, that is, is, is available. It's, it's, you know, recommending to them, maybe they get involved in some kind of a, a leadership cohort of some sort that um, they're getting a chance to meet leaders from different industries, different companies outside of their own. So they get a chance to hear different viewpoints around what those struggles of those people and then learn something from that. That can be another powerful way uh, that, that they can step into things. It, it can be, you know, coaching them along as far as, so what do you see yourself doing as far as leadership next year or in five years? Or, you know, what do you see? What do you think you could do as a leader to make a difference, to be, to make something larger than yourself? If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So I was thinking when you said, show me the data, I was thinking of show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show me the money. You know, thinking of, 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 uh, you know, tr yeah, trust, man. Tr yeah. Trust is important, right? That that's a, a a thing that helps to reduce, as they say, um, that tax that that limits innovation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had um. Can I share an example? Yeah, of course. I so, love it. Um, um, back a couple of years ago, um, at a at a, a finance company, I was I was working uh, doing some some coaching with one of the vice presidents there. Um, kind of working through some of this stuff with him. Um, and what an amazing guy he was just, uh, he had all the characteristics. when we talk about of, of, of a generative leader, the, the humility coming from a place of not only smart as anything, uh, being able to be that visionary of creativity, but also, you know, heart e equals amount of hearts. And then also the hands of, of trying to get his teams to believe in themselves and give them everything they needed. And so it was really, it was so fun just to watch him um, truly embrace this and just like jump on top of it. And it was like, oh man, yes, I want to know more about this. I want to be that person, you know, and his heart and the way that he led his team, he had such high respect from the people on all the different teams um, because he had established with them, hey, we're all in this together. It's not that, you know, yeah, I have some responsibilities that influence different things with your career here, but I'm coming from a place if I want to see the best in you. And my job here is to make the best out of you. I can for you to be better, obviously to help them build great stuff, but to just be a better human being. And that was so fun for me to get to see. It wasn't just his words. It was like, he was hungry. He was hungry for information. And I would just like, the more I could get him, the more he would just gobble it up. Uh, and that was fun. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome to see individuals grow and make progress, you know, in life and, and, and just in their journey, right? Um, so when we start looking at the evolving dynamics of the corporate world and societal shifts, you know, how do you see the role of generative leadership transforming in the in the coming years? You know, that's, that's a great, that's a great question, Dr. Dave. And that's one that uh, I know that, that you ponder a lot and we've had great discussions around. Um, 
uh, you've got awesome insight. I can't wait to hear, you know, you, you weigh in on this. Um, but when you see that today, especially when you look at uh, Gen Z and, and, and the other gens there that are coming into the, the workplace or in the workplace, they have, they, it's so powerful for them. It's not just, Hey, I want to make a paycheck. They want to make a difference in the world. They want the world to be a better place. Um, and so they're looking for companies that they can go bring their talents and resources into to partner with that are companies that are also looking for these things. Right. And as we move into the future, I think the companies that the ones that at least that you can see today that innovate the quickest, the ones that are getting the, the best products out on the market that people uh, are utilizing are come from companies that are generatively led. Um, and you see them outperforming. Um, and I don't mean just numbers of sales, but I'm saying just in the way that, uh, that, that people talk about that company, man, that's a place you want to be a part of, you know, it becomes like this contagious thing. You want to be a part of that thing because something special is happening there. I think that as we move even further in the future, that's going to become even a more powerful, uh, force, not only out there in the marketplace, but for attracting, uh, really good talent, really good people, um, that are, that are coming along now. Well, You'll, you'll have to, if you, if you want to be succeed and, and really take your company somewhere, it's almost like going to be, I mean, you're going to look and be like, oh, wow, you're like one of those companies from the 1800s, you know, with you just told someone on an assembly line just to push a button and nobody's going to want to go work at a place like that. Right. Yeah. And those companies will struggle, I think, to stay in existence. So that's how important I think it is. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's rather important for us to to lead differently and create the wonderful space for people to thrive, mm. right? Yep. For, for them to be able to bring their great talent to the workplace because that's what we're paying them for, right? We're not paying them just to be there and for us to tell them how to do stuff. Um, we want to make sure that they bring those great skills that they have to the forefront as well. It's really important. I love how Simon Sinek talks about how at the end of the day, creating a world where at the end of the day, people leave work, coming home, feeling fulfilled, happy, which then allows them to be better, you know, partners, better parents, better people in their, in their communities um, from feeling what you just talked about at their workplace, having yeah. that, that where they, they, where it matters. Right. Yeah, for sure. Hey, but um, anything else you would like to share, you know, a, a breadth of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience um, about generative leadership? I would say it's one of those things that it sounds real nice. And, and as I talk about it, it sounds all kind of like fluffy, fluffy bunnies. And, and just, especially if you're not in that. Um, but I would just say to just start again, start your, your walk as far as looking in the mirror, asking yourself, what is, you know, having your purpose, right? I've, a friend of mine uh, many years ago asked me if I had a, a statement, my own purpose, why statement. And I'm like, a why statement? Yeah, why, what, what's your why statement? And I'm like, um. anyways, I had to think about that. And so I wrote this one and it's mine. And uh, you write your own. Uh, inspiring others to unleash their superpowers and bring light to the world. That's my thing. When I get out of bed in the day, in the morning and put my feet on the ground, it's what can I do? Not that I can do it for people, what's a way that I can inspire or help somebody to see something maybe they don't see in themselves. Right. And then what can they do with that to make the world a better place? So I would just start to say, 
maybe ask yourself those questions and then start uh, reading around some of these topics and, and just look for, again, look for some kind of a, a cohort or something that's uh, not even necessarily maybe inside your company, but something outside of that. I know there's, there's some good resources out there. Uh, I know a guy that I'm kind of talking to and he might even uh, have some good opportunities and some things that could be super helpful there too. So um, it, it takes courage too. It, yeah. it takes a lot of courage and I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, I spent a lot of years in an, in an industry, uh, automotive industry where um, most of that was not generative leadership. Most of that at that time period was very traditional command control. And, um, you know, times that I brought up these kind of concepts back then, I was basically told, yeah, if you want to do that, you need to go out to like Silicon Valley or something because that doesn't fly here in this industry. And, and um, so it takes courage. And sometimes it may even require you to evaluate the place you're at and say, is this the place I want to be a leader at? Is there a place that kind of aligns more with my values and my purpose and what I want to do in the world? So you never know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for sharing those great insights. You know, you and I get together, we, we could sit on the phone for hours talking about a lot of goodness, you know, about this world. So, you know, thank you for coming on um, the Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. And, you know, I just look forward to us having more generative conversations. Absolutely. And I appreciate you you inviting me, Dr. Dave. It's, uh, it's truly, uh, I'm humbled. Thank you. Of course. And if I didn't invite you, who who else would I invite? Uh, you've got a long list of people that you know, are amazing. <laughs> I know, my friend. Good. So we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.